Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Wednesday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast, presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlick and McLean. And uh, as we said on yesterday's episode, happy post Christmas! <laughs> Hope everyone had a merry Christmas. This episode's going to be a little confusing. This interview specifically, because we talked to Dabo on maybe <laughs> December seventeenth, and when you get something in Dabo's head, he's going to talk about it for five minutes. So. We brought up Santa. Mac brought up the fact that that Dabo literally hires a guy, or it's really Santa, to sorry to bring to to be Santa on the roof of his house. No, Kelly, Santa comes to Clemson. Okay. He doesn't yeah. get anybody to do it. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. If something happens to Santa, put on the suit. The reindeer know what to do. Okay, that's where we are. Yeah, true. I'm saying, do you know that? And the reindeer are parked at Walmart, which yes does make sense. They probably the, enjoy that. Uh, the central Walmart, to be specific. You know, I think we need to get to the interview because people are probably so confused about what we're talking about. Mac, why don't you intro your head coach? Oh, my guy, Coach Dabo Sweeney. So kind enough to join us. Great interview. Great insight. Uh, was a lot of fun talking about Santa, but it was also a lot of fun talking about these Clemson Tigers. Big shout out for Ross uh, for making this happen. We appreciate you, brother. Uh, without further ado, Santa Claus is coming to town. Here's Coach Dabo Sweeney. At Ingalls, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you. The ones you trust to have your back, no matter what. Who make the hard times a little softer. And the good ones, somehow, a little better. That's what family is all about. Whether they walk on two legs or four. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. Coach, man, welcome in. We're super excited for this, but I'm more excited because you just broke the news that I want to hear. Yeah. Santa on the roof tonight, tonight 6.45. To tell everybody about that. I don't know if you've gone on record about this. I'm sorry if I'm spilling secrets, no. but this is one of my favorite things you do, man. Yeah, we've been doing it. Kath and I got married in 94, and I think we've been doing it. I think we first started it in 96, and we've done it every year, except I think once one year when we moved to Clemson, we were in a rental house in uh, in Seneca, and uh, and that's the only year we haven't done it. We've done it every year, you know. So, uh, and Santa shows up, and uh, I mean he's on the roof, you know. We we got a deal. We we usually park the reindeer at Walmart so they can you know get some food, and and uh, and <laughs> Santa comes. He's he's come every year, and. And it's awesome. And it's just an open house. You know, I don't know half the people that come. It's just anybody comes. We got cookies and hot chocolate and and he's on the roof. We got, you know, he shoots suckers down a big giant candy cane and the kids, they get in, they come up and they they talk to Santa and Santa talks to them. And it's a really, really fun night. Uh, and then he comes down and, you know, I think I may have a picture of you, Emac, sitting on Santa's lap. You do. You, do. you for sure do. Way. You know, he'll come down. Some of the players come over and, hang out and yeah, it's just, just open house, man. Anybody, 
So how does how does one obtain? I hear you saying open house. How does one obtain an invite? Is this like word of mouth? Yes, outside word of, of the mouth. players, we send out emails. We send it all through the neighborhoods. We send it out through <laughs> athletic department. It's just word of mouth. So this is yeah, a just like this. This is a real person yeah. on your roof. It's Santa. <laughs> What are you talking about? It's Santa Kelly. It's not a, what do you mean? Okay, a real person? so you Santa booked Claus. Santa specifically for this day and he comes to I your have house. A, wow. I've always had a connection to Santa. And uh, well, so, yeah. Yeah, it's Santa. And so he parks Santa his Santa. reindeer at Walmart so that you don't see the reindeer. Yeah, it, you know, we got to have room for cars getting out yeah, of the neighborhood. That makes sense. You know, I don't want to mess up the lawn. So just kind of a little more space out there at Walmart. Wow. And uh, man, Santa, yeah, he's amazing. You know, and, and literally, and we, it's actually this house, our first house that we were in, our first. 14 years here, you know, literally he was standing on the roof. It was crazy. Uh, like this chimney would appear and he would stand in the chimney. And with this house, uh, you know, it's a little, because we built like a balcony where he can actually walk out onto the back. It's really cool. Uh, so yeah. did you build that just for this though? That was, was that the reason you built of, it? Yeah, that was actually a part. That was one of the main reasons. So, you know, uh, yeah, sat on the roof. That's amazing been doing it for years and years and years and we got elves running around and you know cookies and hot chocolate and snacks and just music playing and yeah you know everybody comes and anybody can come and we have a good time this is amazing well we're recording this before christmas so obviously that's what coach is talking about but uh unreal we love your christmas spirit coach and i imagine will uh coach luke and coach rump be invited to this santa experience and can you tell us everybody's invited everybody's invited and then tomorrow night Tomorrow night we have our staff Christmas party mm-hmm. and it's, you know, you, you everybody dressed up like ugly sweater, you know, Love whatever, that. you know, uh, in fact, last, and then we, you know, we give like a hundred bucks to the top winner. Like last year, Daniel Boyd and his wife, they dressed up as, uh, uh, you know, uh, Clark's uncle, um, <laughs> uncle Eddie, yes, right. Yes. And, and he, you know, he had the robe on and the boots and, uh, the little cap, you know, <laughs> hairy chest, you know, it's what he, he knows how to get to your heart. Yeah. coach. He yeah, knows how to get to your heart. That was, that was a good one. Uh, we got a lot of traditions. So like every year during South Carolina week, you know, after dinner, we have our, our Thanksgiving team dinner on Wednesday night. And then after that is when we put our tree up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then uh, obviously we have, we work on Thanksgiving and we practice and all that. But then when I get home, we do Thanksgiving our house and then I'm outside and I'm stringing lights uh, till probably 10, 11, 11 o'clock or so. Uh, and then uh, get my lights up. And then the next day, boom, let's get ready to go play South Carolina. And so, yeah, I, I, love, I love Christmas. I love the, I love celebrating the birth of Jesus. It's doesn't get any better than that. That's right, Coach. No okay, well, we could talk to you about Christmas all day, but we know you're very busy. Um, I mentioned Coach Luke and Coach Rump. Let's talk about these guys, your new hires. Um, and just specifically what you're excited about with both of them. And I know they're already hitting the ground running at practice yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, first of all, I know both of them. I mean, so, you know, I mean, that's, it's, they're not people that I'm have to get to know. Uh, I've never worked with Matt, but we've, we've got a lot of uh, people that we've crossed over with and just known him for a long time. And I uh, got spent a lot of time with him at different things and events and, and, uh, He's uh, he's a just a great guy. He's got a great family. Uh, obviously, he's got a ton of experience. He's been a head coach. He's got a good perspective, um, and uh, he's a winner. You know, so you know he's got great relationships. He everybody knows him. Uh, he's got he's got a lot of ties all throughout the southeast. Our, our our recruiting footprint, if you will. 
so it's been exciting to, to see him kind of hit the ground running. Um, and then uh, he's lost his voice because he doesn't have any coaching stamina. He's got to kind of get work his way back up to that. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> when you're coaching the OL, again, one against Nick Eason and, and, and Chris Rump over there, you know, he's he's uh, they're battling. Uh, but it's been fun, man. And then Rump, you know, Rump, Rump has, has, was on – we were we were we worked together. We were assistants together and lived in the same neighborhood. We were neighbors. Uh, his kid, his, he's got two kids, but Elijah was just a baby when he's here, but, but Chris, so I coached the baseball team for years and, and Chris and Will were the same age and, and Drew. And so they, they, Chris was on my team and we called him the, we called him the, the shaken nader, the, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, 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 uh, cause you know, he, he was, he would uh, he'd get up in there and he'd get in that and he'd just start shaking his rump. So we call him the rump shaker, the shakingator, the rump shaker. He'd get in and he'd just shake that butt. And uh, but Chris was a Chris was a great athlete. So we those kids all grew up. We you know we were together all the time. We again we were neighbors. So we spent a lot of time. And then I became the head coach. And so he was on my staff when I was the interim. And uh, you know through and then he he went to Alabama in 2011. Um, and I was there, won national championship, bounced around. He's been in Texas, Florida. He's been a couple places. And then he went to the pros. So um, we've just been friends for a long time. I mean, you know, we do a, a staff ski trip, you know, here every year after signing day. And uh, you know, for years and years, even after he was gone, he would still come out to Beaver Creek. And, and you know, he he had to pay his own way, uh, but, <laughs> but, but he would you know come out and we'd see him out there. So we've just always been friends, he, he and Keela, um, uh, just so it was awesome. I actually tried to hire him in 17, uh, and it just wasn't the right timing for him when he was at Florida, and so that's when I hired Todd Bates. Um, so it's just right time in life for him. This is what he wants to do. He actually wants to – he really wants to, to finish up here and live on Kiwi. Uh, he wants to build a house there. That's kind of – they had already come here to buy a lot before – this is, you know, the last year or so. So timing was good, and and uh, so just a lot of familiarity. He's got a lot of experience. He's a great teacher, and uh, you know it was awesome. So I'm I'm yeah. excited to have him. And he's the same thing. He's from South Carolina. He knows the recruiting area, the footprint. Uh, he's got great relationships, and um, you know it's been it's been good to get him up and running. That, that's amazing. I, I'm trying to retire on Lake Kiwi too. So if you could help make that happen, Coach, I appreciate that. Uh, let's talk about this opportunity of bowl season um, because I've been. You know, doing a lot of TV shows, radio, podcasts, whatever, and and kind of putting Clemson in this three-team race of Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Clemson of teams that I think can glean the most from these 15 extra practices, from this extra time, and continue to grow as a team. H- how do you feel that you guys can take a, a you know great advantage of this opportunity to continue to build and who you want to be and really sprint into 2024? Well, you don't get better at football if you don't get to play football. And uh, so, you know, all them teams that are sitting at home, man, that's a – that's a – you're missing out. I mean, you're getting a chance. Like, we're going to scrimmage today. We had a scrimmage Saturday. We're going to scrimmage today. And, man, you know, with our JV people and to be able to – it's just time to really – you know, we don't have any rules. We don't have, like, 20-hour rule. We don't have all that stuff. Man, it's just ball. I mean, we can meet. We can practice. We can have post practice. We scrimmage after practice. I mean, we can get more individual stuff, and and it's just it's a really huge time for a lot of these guys to 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 create some confidence, some and some wind in their sails, and some momentum going into the off season for a lot of these guys. 
to see where they are. Guys that have been on scout team, guys that are red shirting, or just guys that maybe hadn't played as much. Well, you know, we get a chance to get more work with them. So, you know, as you know, bowl practice is it's a it's a combination of a lot of things because it's a, it's a it's a lot amount of time. You know, you have more time for this game than you do you know any other game. So, how you manage that time? You got finals. You got a lot of things going on. You want to have some fun, and we do. We're going to Frankie's Fun Park today for two hours. We're going to have a ball, uh, smashing go-karts into each other. And this is the right time to get on a Zoom with you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got, we got, yeah it's we all got happening. On, then we come back and have sand on the roof. So, uh, so we're getting ready to go full pads today. It's going to be grind day. You know, we had a comedian come in this morning, had a little fun with him, and kicked it off. Uh, so it would be a tough practice, but, but it will be a good one. But you know you 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 want to spend a lot. Now we got two new coaches too, so you're spending a lot of time on fundamentals and techniques, and obviously working on Clemson stuff. Um, you know, just your your offense, your defense, just what you do, uh, the foundation of that. Also, a lot of good on good during bowl practice. You know, we had a we had a big time W drill uh, Saturday. That was that Come was on. awesome. That was you know, and just a lot of intensity. And then, um, you know, we'll spend a lot of time, obviously, on Kentucky as well, you know, in your, your scout periods. But it's just a combination of, of all of those things. And then you got to stay sharp. You got to have enough competitive work. Uh, you got to be smart with it, but you got to have enough competitive work to be ready to play, you know, uh, because, you know, it's, it is a little bit of a layoff and then playing football. So there's a lot going on. And then sometimes, you know, you have some guys that move on or whatever, they're not with you. So, you know, it's a new opportunity for some guys. Uh, so it's uh, I love this time of year. I really do. And and I think, you know, for us, we've got some momentum. We've won four in a row. It'd be great to, mm-hmm. to win five in a row and, and uh, finish with a ninth win for the 13th year in a row. Only us in Alabama be able to say that in all of college football. Uh, it's really, really hard to win. And uh, only three teams have had 13 years of eight plus wins. And that's us, Georgia and Alabama. So, you know, it would be a big deal for our, for our guys and, and, and to get a postseason win uh, once again. You know, we've had 12 years of postseason wins around here. And, uh, so there's a lot. You know, we want to win the game, but we, we want to create great momentum with it. Yeah, you bring up momentum, Coach, and you talk about that four-game winning streak. It feels like a lot of things have changed for your team since that Notre Dame game and, and how you guys have played the confidence. And with Cade, you know, I think that Notre Dame game was huge for him heading into – um, the rest of the stretch of the season and the next year. What do you want to see from him specifically with all these practices you have and then in this bowl game for that for that Mo heading into 2024? Just stay on the path he's on, you know. I mean, you know, the reason we've won four in a row is we've, we've done a better job of taking care of the ball. We've won the margin four games in a row. Before we lost, we didn't. And, you know, so he's been better. Um, you know, we, we've still – defensively, we've been awesome. I mean, I think our defense, honestly, is good enough to win it all this year. I think we had, you know, we're top 10 defense and one of the best pass defenses in the nation. Uh, you know, those guys have, have put it – I mean, they've done a hell of a job all year. You know, we just we just really poor with, with the ball security. But I just want to see him just continue to, to stay on the path. You saw in the last game, you know, what he rushed for 50-something yards, almost 60 yeah. yards or so, and just being uh, – having good, good poise and presence in the pocket and when he uses legs. And, you know, to, to get the first down and when to use his legs to extend plays, uh, you know, just eliminating the disasters. You know, the early part of the year, you know, he would be, he'd make these plays and go, whoa, and then he'd make another play. And, you know, it was like, you know, the apocalypse, right? And so, uh, you know, he's just, he's just really settled in. And, and I really like the direction he's in. So just 
continue to take the next step. This is another great opportunity. We came up short in the bowl game last year. You know, we had 34 first downs. We had ran 100 plays, and we didn't finish in the red zone. And, you know, we had that he, – he, in particular, had a critical mistake right before the half. So, you know, that was his first ever start. Uh, so, I just he's just really grown all throughout the year. He's not been perfect, but he's getting better. And we just – we really – we see him every day, and we know who he is. And I just think this kid is a winner. I think he's got a – I think he's got a lot of great days ahead of him at Clemson and beyond. So just just continue to to stay the course and stay the path, and you know he's not always had consistency around it. You know, I mean, obviously we've had you know guys in and out of the lineup. You know, Cole Turner's been out since the first game. Antonio Williams has played four games all year, really only three and a half uh, all year long. You know, we've had guys just up and down, broken hands, you name it. But uh, hopefully, we can put some guys out there to to get it done for him, and and uh, and then this offensive line has come through you know, down the stretch here with our least available dudes. Uh, they really have stepped up for us. I'm proud of how he's managed it. No question. Well, Coach, we appreciate you. Tell Santa to uh, don't be afraid to stop in Columbia. Uh, I know it's a scary place <laughs> sometimes. Not for you guys, uh, but we appreciate you so much and, and always grateful for your time, brother. Listen, you got, it doesn't go to, he doesn't go to places where they're naughty, right? It's always a, <laughs> be nice, Gramlick. Right? That's right. That's right. He's checking out <laughs> this. He's checking it twice. <laughs>
good guys that are impactful from a leadership. And maybe that explains the Vegas line a little bit, right. Mac. Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. Um, but you've got other guys waiting in the wings. And, and the interesting part is, you know, what is Clemson going to do schematically? Well, how are they going to, you know, play defense? You know, because we've, we've seen them adjust and we've seen them do different things uh, in, in the middle of the year. I mean, we, we saw them go to a three-safety look against Drake May last year in, in, in the ACC championship game. So mm-hmm. it, it, I am interested to see that. Do they try to do that knowing they don't have Makuba um, as well, who has been such a mainstay and been such a great player in the secondary? But th- there's a lot of young guys, I think, in the defensive backfield. Wade yeah. Woodass, I assume, is the guy that's going to step up, play alongside Barrett Carter. Maybe you have a two-man look there at linebacker and then have a bunch of DBs and have a bunch of these young cats uh, that are stepping up and, and playing at a very high level. Cleo Barnes is on every freshman All-American mm-hmm. team I've seen. I mean, this guy is playing his tail off. So I, I don't think that we'll see any drop-off there. Um, if anything, I, I'm hopeful, obviously, um, that you get even more excited about the future. You get even more excited about next year, seeing some young guys who who maybe haven't quite had an opportunity in, in meaningful time um, mm-hmm. that will now. And uh, the, the good thing is you have all this practice time. And, you know, Coach talked about that and JV and developmental um, we even heard Brennan Armstrong talk about that uh, in yesterday's episode, talking about how these first couple of practices, whatever we've done, all focusing on us, all about development, all about self-scouting, things of that nature. So I'm fascinated to see it. Um, and then, you know, just who steps up? You know, is there anybody that, you know, again, hasn't had time? Because there's no rule. This doesn't count against redshirt. This doesn't count about anything. Is there somebody that maybe hasn't, you know, received an opportunity mm-hmm. just because of that rule? Uh, that that now again because of the lack of depth, experience depth, uh, that person now gets an opportunity. They really shine. Yeah, and we'll also see these new coaches. That that was what you talked about in that interview as well. I don't think you should expect the new coaches to change everything right away at certain spots, but that will be interesting. And Mac, I think this game you heard Dabo talking about this game does mean a lot to Clemson. This is a motivated Clemson team, a ninth win would be important, but also a huge springboard for next year. I think on the flip side, too, I think this game is very important for Kentucky. They're coming off a win over Louisville, which saved their season in some ways, massive upset, massive rivalry game. And Ray Davis playing tells me all I need to know about this game and how much it matters and and the message that sends to the rest of the team. Ray Davis has had an incredible year, over 1,000 yards, 13 touchdowns, plus over 300 receiving yards, seven touchdowns there. So he's a guy that this defense has to lock in on specifically. So I think you're going to see a very motivated Kentucky team. And you had, you know, a conversation of possibly your head coach going to A&M and then not going and all these types of things. So I think Kentucky's going to want to be there just as much as Clemson, which is a, a big factor in these bowl games, Matt. And that's what's so exciting that we get to see that. I know. And- you, you got two teams that that want to play. You've got two teams that want to be there and want to get this big W because it's important to them. Um, I mean, when, when you look over the past couple of years, uh, even more than that, you know, handful of years, of what Kentucky's been able to do and marginally just getting better and getting yeah. better and getting better. Um, this is this is vital. This is a massive brand win. This is a massive recruiting win. Um, and again, just just a a, a a huge deal for for again, I think both these teams and. You know, when you look at the Clemson offense, I think it's obviously vital. Will Shipley is playing. Um, just again, to, to how can you ex- keep expanding and growing, you know, on that relationship and, and finding a way to utilize him and Phil Maffa 
together. Like they, they, they're good enough to be on the field at the same time. They're good enough to both get equal shares. And then you find out who the hot hand is and, and you write it out. You know, I think that that is the picture perfect scenario. And quite frankly, even if another guy isn't hot, you still find a way to involve them. You know, they're, they're too good to, to, to just simply be put on the sideline and say, you know, you're, you're going to sit here. This guy's playing really well today. So I, I'm excited for that. Excited to see the, again, the, the growth that I think is possible for Cade Klubnik and, and, you know, going through this time, these 15 days leading into this game and, and how much has he, you know, sharpened whatever, how locked in is he to this game plan and, you know, really utilizing it. Because remember when we saw Louisville go against these guys, man, that defensive line was causing havoc. I mean, mm-hmm. they were getting in the backfield. They were forcing, you know, negative plays in the run game, not really any explosive at all. And that's what Louisville had been doing for so long. So this is going to be a challenge for Clemson to, to be able to establish that. They're big bodies, long, athletic. So you're, you're going to have to see this offensive line really commit to, to being violent and, and to attack uh, and not be passive in pass pro or in the run game. So this is a fantastic matchup. As soon as I saw it, I was excited uh, just to see these two teams play. I want to see a little more creativity, um, a little less conservativeness from the offense compared to the South Carolina game. And I think you will see that because I think you knew in the South Carolina game you could probably win that game with your defense, um, which is what they did. And there was flu going around the team and all these different things. And you have so much time to prepare now. So let's see some wrinkles. Let's see some some new things. I know you're a little limited wide receiver. but Yeah, that's what's exciting. Yeah. Dabo was talking about that too. So you get a guy back who we all thought would be Clemson's leading receiver right. coming into the year. I commented to you, Mac, I was looking at the comparison between Clemson and Kentucky, just the, the ESPN page where it shows the game. Who would have thought the leading rusher for the year for Clemson going into the season would have been Maffa, and the leading receiver would have been Tyler Brown. If you had told anybody that, they would have said, first of all, what? And then second of all, who's Tyler Brown? Right. So this season, of course, has not gone like anyone thought, but – you have established some new weapons, and that is exciting for Clemson. You bring up the brand aspect, Mac. I think this is huge for Clemson itself, of course, momentum, all that. You can kind of – you can't save the season necessarily, but you can leave a better taste in people's mouth. Right. But also the ACC situation, right? Yep. Losing yep. to Kentucky. At what what does Burrier always say? What do we yep. always make fun of South Carolina for? <laughs> Losing to Kentucky. Yep. I, that aspect of this game I think is really big. It is. It 100% is, especially after they just beat, you know, the, the ACC. Be Louisville, yeah. Louisville, okay? You know, you, you've got you to gotta fly the flag, Clemson. you got to do it and, and make it happen. But, you know, honestly, the, the good part about it is, now I know Clemson has, you know, their opt-outs and, and you know, a handful, uh, you know, of meaningful players. So it's not like this is the full-strength Clemson that, you know, you saw to end the season that won four games in a row, but still – um, I think it's two very motivated teams. And I love that point that you brought up, KG, and, and think that at the end of the day, that, that gets a great game. And that gets a great battle to where, you know, we, we see these coaches coaching their tail off. Um, and we see these players, you know, motivated and, and trying to win a football game. Because even I think from a motivational piece for, you know, the, the Clemson defensive line and the Clemson offensive line, that, again, this is your coach's first snapshot of who you are. And if you're going to be getting meaningful impactful snaps next year if you're a starter this year are you going to be a starter next year a lot of your effort and what you do in this game will matter so I think that those two again lines of scrimmages I think that's taken into account and we see those guys step up their game 
And of course, because it is still technically 2023, we must mention the turnover margin and the turnover battle with this Clemson team. It almost feels, this sounds bad. Clemson fans are going to hate me. It's going to jinx it. But it feels like maybe the turnover issues have been solved. I'm just saying it. It it feels like that may be true. But if you go out there and turn the ball over three times in this game, you're probably not going to win. I mean, that it's going to come down to that. It really has come down to that for Clemson most of the season. Yeah. No, there's there's no question. And, and, you know, every time that Coach Sweeney's been asked about, you know, what do you remember, what, blah, 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 what do you fix? It's always the turnovers. Yeah. Always yeah. the fumbles. It's going to Duke and being in the red zone. Uh, you know, four times, zero points. I mean, that's just – it can't be done. You can't win, you know, high-level football. You can't li- really win any football when when you do those things and when you have those type of issues. And uh, I, I'm not going to go as far as you did because we'll see. Um, but if you protect the football, you will win the game. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's really what it comes down to. And it's very simple at times, KG. Yes. Yeah, that's right, Mac. Football's not hard. It's not complicated. Come on. Protect the ball and score. It's all you got to do. Well, we said in our NC State episode that if you went and ate one of the Pop-Tart cheesecakes, please let us know. If you see Clemson fans, if you see Mac at the Gator Bowl, please let us know. He he may be in a he may be in a um, you know, nice spot to watch the game. I'm not sure exactly where he's gonna be. You don't know. You don't if he's know. gonna be know. in the cheap seats. I have no idea. I have no idea where I'm sitting. Uh <laughs> well, father Mac. I want to be on the field. Graham Neff, if you hear this. I'm coming That's down kind of my you. point. I'm coming to hang out. I'm coming to hang out down there. That's where I would love to be. If you went to walk on the field, would somebody stop you? Like, is there a security guy who sees you and thinks, I'm going to stop that guy? Or I'm just going to let him know. Chest. Maybe. Might want to make a name for themselves. You never know. <laughs> if you see Mac, say hi. I will say be, hi. Mac, where will I be? My favorite place to watch a game. The Double Tree, Bristol, Connecticut. My couch. Your couch. That's, That's where that. I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. I'm excited for you. Excited for me. Excited for us. Uh, great episode. Big shout out again. Coach Sweeney making some time for us. Busy man. Uh, had to get to uh, uh, Santa on the rooftop and uh, he made that happen for us. And Frankie's Fun Park. They also did that, that. same day. Busy and wait, day. can we talk about how he said that you asked Santa to come to Columbia and he said he doesn't go where they're naughty. And then he said Gramlich. Like, <laughs> I haven't been naughty. Jeez, Dabo. No, Rude. I think he was just saying, you know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Well, uh, you know. Shout out to him. Making some time for us. And again, Ross Taylor uh, setting all this up. Very grateful and, and appreciative there. Uh, we need your guys' help. We need you to come over to YouTube, see this silliness that we have going on each and every episode. Subscribe, leave some comments. If you saw me, drop it in the comments. If you ate the food at NC State, drop it in the comments. Yes. We always appreciate that, uh, the interactions that we have in there. And of course, the OGs on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you all. Thank you.